emanating from www.michaelnimmons.org. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dice. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. This is Wayne Braddock, 910 AM. Comedian Horace H.B. Sanders. What's up, H.B.? Hey, what's up, Michael? Hey, <laughs> you're a winner, boy. Look at you, right? You're thinking out loud now. Look at I just end with this. No matter where you go, that's where you'll be. <laughs> yes! And you're listening to this. And I'm thinking out loud with my guy, Mike Nimmons. Make sure you check them out every week on Thinking Out Loud Radio. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. Mental health with clinical psychotherapist Dr. Dwayne Buckingham. And I'm glad you mentioned depression and post-traumatic stress because, yes, you're correct. They are two very common problems that people deal with, but they also seem to be problems that people don't normally take very seriously as well. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. I treat people who actually, not necessarily at a, at a severe level, I treat people at, at all levels. And, and what I hope is that most individuals who get help before it becomes severe. For the major two criteria that are typically present in someone who's suffering from depression is hopelessness and helplessness. I'm definitely a Christian man, but we have a tendency to go to church and we don't necessarily get professional help. You send in to the Radio Show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemes. You are tuned in to the Tuesday, uh, June the 5th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're already in the first week of June. Uh, you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. And we are excited that you've tuned in to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The first show in June. We truly appreciate you tuning in to the show this week and every week for that matter. Your support is greatly appreciated. We are excited that you've tuned in to, a, to another edition of our show and we're excited about what God is doing and has been doing through our show as well. 
after the listens post, uh, which they uh, they do probably, well, they normally do on Thursdays of each week, uh, we'll be sharing with you uh, some news that we've crossed the 4,000 listens threshold. Uh, that should be coming up this week. If you're wondering what that means, it simply means that since our show began on August 8th of last year, the Thinking Out Loud radio show has uh, been listened to at least 4,000 times. I mean, guys, we are truly excited about this. And we have you, our Thinking Out Loud radio show listeners, to thank for helping us reach this milestone accomplishment. Thank you so much for listening to us on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. or listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now iHeartRadio. Our show isn't even a year old yet, and we have 4,000 listens already. I can't wait to see what our show stats are going to be uh, in August when we reach that first year. I can't believe it, guys. We are we are just excited. We're excited. We're excited as we are each and every week. So please do us a favor and keep listening. Keep sharing our radio show posts and like our Facebook fan page. Keep listening to the podcast. All of these things help uh, make our show great uh, and, and, and to help it grow exponentially. And we thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, we hope to be doing something special for all of our listeners um, in uh, during our 50th show, which is coming up in just a few weeks. So mark your calendars for Tuesday, July the 10th at 8 p.m. This is a show that you don't want to miss. We're going to be live broadcasting live once again. And uh, uh, we're working on a few things. So uh, stay tuned. But July the 10th at 8 p.m. is our 50th show. And that's a show that you definitely don't want to miss. So stay tuned. In this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be sharing with you an interview we recently had with candidate for state representative District 9, Donald Stuckey, which covers part of Detroit and the Dearborn area. We had a great discussion about state and federal politics, and Mr. Stuckey is very knowledgeable about the intricacies of politics, even though he's not your typical career politician. And I applaud individuals like Mr. Stuckey, who was a regular citizen, mind you, decided that uh, he had what it takes to make an impact in the state legislature. And I believe if we had more people like him who decided they were not going to be a part of the problem, you know, they were not going to let apathy overtake them and uh, refuse to go to the polls and vote or, you know, let let voting let that voting uh, opportunity pass them by. But instead, they were going to be a part of the solution. Our city, our state and our country would be a lot better off than it is right now. Uh, we need more civic minded and engaged citizens to get more involved, particularly 
in the upcoming August and November elections. If we want to see a change in the White House, we've got to make sure there's a change in the State House, the state legislature, and in Congress and in the Senate. If we ever needed to get out and vote, this is definitely the time that we cannot afford to sit idly by and wait for something to happen. We've got to get out and make it happen. I can't wait to share our interview with a candidate for state rep, District 9, Donald Stuckey, with you. And as always, don't forget our thought of the week. Uh, many of you are listening all the way through. We're starting to see our numbers grow. Those of you who are listening, we truly appreciate it all the way through to the end. Let's us know that you are enjoying our thoughts of the week. And we hope that you are being blessed by them. And we just want to give you uh, some insights uh, a word of encouragement, something positive to leave you with to help you get through the rest of your week. So stay tuned for that, and I guarantee it's going to bless you. Remember to follow all of our social media accounts for the show on Twitter at TOL Radio Show or on uh, Instagram at the TOL Radio Show and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash thinking out loud radio. Be sure to stop by there. We've got we always have some great articles, great discussion going on. Feel free to leave us your comments um, and uh, feedback about the show on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. Or if you want to drop us an email, uh, do so at Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. Always remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. We thank you so much for listening at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio or listening on the podcast. We love and appreciate you just the same. What you thinking about? 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 What you think about? What you think about? We began this week's What Are You Thinking About segment talking about the Supreme Court's decision to side with the Christian bakery that refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. According to the New York Times, the Supreme Court on Monday ruled in favor of a Colorado baker who had refused to create a wedding cake for a gay couple. The court's decision was narrow and it left open the larger question of whether a business can discriminate against gay men and lesbians based on rights protected by the First Amendment. The court passed on an opportunity to either bolster the right to same-sex marriage or explain how far the government can go in regulating businesses run on religious principles. Instead, Justice Anthony M. Kennedy's majority opinion turned on the argument that the Colorado Civil, Civil Rights Commission, which originally ruled against the baker, had been shown to be hostile to religion because of the remarks of one of its members. The striking part of this story for me is its duality. 
as it relates to the rights of both parties involved. The Supreme Court ruling, at least for me, confirmed that the rights and religious beliefs of the Christian baker are just as important as the gay couple. For me, the main thing that continues to get lost in this whole debate about homosexuality in the church is the argument itself is so one-sided. You see, oftentimes it is the homosexual community that is critical of Christians and the church for being narrow-minded and discriminatory when it comes to their lifestyle and their sexual preference. And we're constantly having to look at Christianity, at least by way of the mainstream media, through the lens of the homosexual community, never getting a balanced and objective viewpoint from both sides of the spectrum. So, let me offer mine briefly as a member of the religious community. You see, God loves everybody. I know we hear that a lot and hear it often, but he does. God loves everybody. He loves the thief. He loves the liar. He loves the murderer, as well as the homosexual. God loves everybody. And God's love, the Bible says, covers a multitude of sins. So God's love is all-encompassing. But God is the only one that can love the sinner but hate the sin. He can love the thief but hate his thievery. He can love the fornicator but hate fornication. He can love the homosexual but hate homosexuality. So God's love for everyone doesn't let us off the hook because he still has a standard that he wants each and every one of us to strive toward if we desire to live like him. Paul says in Romans 12 and 1, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then he went on in verse 2 to say, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, God is the only one that can separate the sin from the sinner. Because he's the only one that can change or transform us, the sinner, from what we were into what he wants us to be. So yes, God is a God of love. And his love is powerful. But God's love doesn't let us off the hook to do what we want because he loves us. He still desires us to live a certain way, especially if we're claiming to represent him. Where the church has fallen short, and I'll admit this, in some respects, is showing the love of Christ to those who do not know him or follow him. So, yes, we can do better and should do better in that respect and in that regard. But I believe there is much work to be done on both sides of this spectrum. I just hope that we can have a balanced dialogue when it comes to matters of the heart so that both sides are represented equally and fairly. I think it's a conversation that we should continue to have. The Bible instructs us. Jesus instructs us. But that by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, that ye have love one toward another. In other news, LeBron James uh, is in the news uh, and not just about being uh, 
the best basketball player in the world, as some people believe. You know, I'm not in the LeBron James fan club. Uh, I am uh, in the Michael Jordan fan club, for those who like to know. Uh, but uh, he is in the news because of what he was wearing uh, after uh, the Cavaliers lost uh, game one of the NBA Finals. LeBron James in the suit he was wearing and the man purse he was carrying after uh, the first game of the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors has been in the news and all over social media. If you haven't seen it yet, we've got a video on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, uh, so check it out. You can look at it and be sure to let us know what you think. But here he was wearing a two-button gray suit with dress shorts instead of slacks. And then he was carrying what appeared to be some kind of bag or briefcase that looked very much like a purse. And social media reamed LeBron from wearing what appears to be a purse. Of course, you had some people that thought it was cool and came to his defense and said LeBron is just setting a new trend in men's fashion. And of course, you have those who believe something else is going on. <laughs> so uh, we want to know what your thoughts are. And uh, we're not here. On, we're not on the show tonight questioning LeBron's manhood. That's not what we're doing. He's definitely a man and a very good one for that matter. I'll give him credit for that. Uh, for that much, uh, even though if I'm, even though I'm not a, may not be a fan of his um, his play as a basketball player. Um, but he's a good role model for kids. In fact, I think he's a great one, especially his own having. Um, uh, been married to one wife and um, you know faithful to her at least uh, from the way it seems just the optics of uh, his life on the surface um, you know really uh, you know looks well in my opinion of him being a great role model um, but you know looking at the um, <laughs> looking at what he had on at that press conference just kind of raised a few eyebrows including my own so um uh we're not but we're not on here questioning his manhood at all uh but that part the part that concerns me as it did some others including bishop Eric Gavan, who put a very thought-provoking post on Facebook that I also shared on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. You can read it there. And I'll read you the post. But before I do, um, I want to say this, that we have to do a better job at appreciating and or recognizing someone else's viewpoint. The response I saw to, or the responses I saw to Bishop Van's observations to me, some were very uh, disrespectful and downright cruel. I mean, he is entitled to his opinion and he's entitled to uh, his own observations. In fact, it is it is his Facebook page that you're posting on. So I think we should learn to be more respectful of other people's opinions um, on social media. You know, sometimes I think we... Um, uh, get a little too personal <clears throat> um, when we um, respond to, to uh, uh, posts that we may not agree with. So um, I just think we need to do 
a better job at that. And I believe Dr. King was right when he said we still have not learned to disagree without being violently disagreeable. You can disagree with me and I can disagree with you without it getting personal, without it getting offensive. Uh, and I think, you know, that's really one thing that this show is about, you know, ex being able to express your opinions and your viewpoints in a thoughtful and intellectual way, uh, in a manner that is not disrespectful or demeaning to anyone uh, or uh, anybody. But I wanted to share with you uh, briefly what he had to say. So, Bishop Edgar Van said, I was disturbed by the unfortunate spectacle of black manhood on display before an international TV audience last night. Talking about a couple nights ago, the first uh, game of the NBA Finals. Professional athletes are influential and so many people, for one reason or another, view them as heroes. So to see the parade of black male professionals coming into an arena with obsessively uh, tight, non-fitting suits carrying purses was a most troubling panorama. Uh, the feminization of the black male is in full effect. Much to my dismay, it is now mirrored in sports figures and entertainers strategically. Highly impressionable young men will readily follow their heroes. But our true knowledge of celebrities is vicarious and anecdotal at best. We think we actually know them, but we don't really know them. We don't know their motivations, influences, or agendas. Some of them have track records of doing great things in their communities and should be lauded as such. But is it fair to say that it doesn't matter what you wear or how you present yourself as a professional? I say it does. Many may disagree. It's your prerogative. But I think a thoughtful, proactive conversation should occur, not an emotional one. And I completely agree with Bishop Edgar Van on both fronts. First and foremost, that uh, we should be able to have a thoughtful, proactive conversation and dialogue without it getting emotional. And secondly, I also believe uh, that um, there is something to his argument regarding the feminization of black athletes and black uh, celebrities or the feminization of black males in general with some of the fashions that are coming out and some may call it European um, and you know there may be some truth to that but again I'm entitled to my opinion just like you are entitled to yours um, and I've noticed that uh, particularly in uh, the, um, the athletic arena uh, when you see people like Russell Westbrook walking into the stadium uh, with skirt with a skirt on and leggings uh, to play a basketball game I think that's you know mm, I don't know about that you know um, and of course you know um, in sports uh, sports like basketball and football where uh, you know your 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 manhood is on display. Um, you know it just really begs the question: What is this fashion really about? Um, so 
I'm interested to get your thoughts and comments on this. Do you believe that this is the feminization of black men or you know, is this really just uh, European fashion? Be uh, Feel free to post your comments on our Thinking Out Loud radio show fan page. Let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, please keep it uh, respectful because uh, I will as well. Um, but, you know, everybody is entitled to their opinion. Uh, and again, I believe that, um, you know, uh, that this is in part... Um, the feminization of the of the black male. We see it in sports. We see it in music, and um, you know this is just to me another example of that. But I want to know what your thoughts are. Feel free to leave them on our Thinking Out Loud Radio Show Facebook fan page, and we may get to them in one of our future shows. We are continuing with our discussion of our new book, Vision. I hope you are enjoying our new segment that we're calling Inside Vision. I uh, believe this is our fourth installment. You can always go back and listen to our previous shows and installments of Inside Vision uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Again, our new book, Vision, is available everywhere books are sold online. Purchase your copy today. In today's Inside Vision segment, we are looking at chapter 3, the title God's Vision, and page 37, where we ask the question, can you trust him, him being God? We open this portion of the chapter by saying, and I quote, the reason God doesn't give us everything at once is because we simply can't handle it. Regardless of what we say we can handle or not, God knows the truth. And not only does he know the truth, he also knows our beginning from our ending. A very true statement about the infinite wisdom and knowledge of the God we serve. He does know everything and there is to know about us, even down to the smallest detail. The Bible says even the hairs on our head are numbered by him. Implicit within this scripture is a care and concern for our well-being that supersedes anyone else we may know and love. But the hardest thing for us to do, despite knowing this about God, which should be the simplest thing for us to do as his children, is to trust him. If God knows our ending from our beginning, then why is it so hard to trust him? Conventional wisdom says to trust the one that knows the way. Not only does he know the way, but Jesus said in the Bible that I am the way. But Jesus said in the Bible that I am the way. So he's got all the bases covered. And yet trusting him for every child of God is one of the, if not the hardest things to do. It's important that we trust him because he can see further down the road than we can. He knows what's coming. He knows what's on the way. And he knows how best to handle it. 
And what's also interesting to know about God is that his information about our lives is not coincidental. He doesn't know this because he just happened to be in the right place at the right time to get the scoop about the beginning and ending of our lives. He knows this about us, not because of someone else's handiwork or expertise, but not only does he know this about us, he is solely responsible for the destiny and purpose that our life contains. So he is supremely knowledgeable about us because he is the creator of who we are. And who best to ask for advice? Who better to ask for guidance and about the direction your life is taken than the only one solely responsible for the life you've been given? We've got to uh, we've got to learn to trust God for everything because not only does he know everything there is to know about us, he is more than capable of handling all of our life situations and circumstances. And all he asks of us is to trust him. So the question comes around again, can you trust him? My answer is a resounding yes. What's yours? I hope you enjoy that segment of Inside Vision. Again, our book is available everywhere books are sold online. We hope you go out and purchase a copy of it today. Well, we're going to take our first break of the night, but when we come back, we're going to get right into our interview with candidate for state representative for District 9, Donald Stuckey. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Got the munchies? Call Munchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchie! If you want some mouth-watering pizza and wings? Call Munchie! Call 248-476-7272 Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington When you have the munchies, call Munchies! for a professional tax and bookkeeping service, then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS 
Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. What's up, fam? It's Pastor Mike Nimmons of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to be empowered, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted, then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We have great interviews, great guests, great discussion, and you empowered and inspired all in the same show. That's why you need to tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinking out loud radio or check out the podcast on apple podcast google play music tune in and now on iHeartRadio. it's the best alternative to whatever you listening to guaranteed thinking out loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you Mr. Show featuring today's TMJ4 news reporter, Lauren Winfrey. Lauren, tell us what advice would you give a young person that may be listening to us on tonight uh, that is interested in going into broadcast journalism? Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. Well, I would tell them that um, if you want to do something you know, make a plan and and go after it. There are a lot of naysayers out there. There are a lot of people who will say what you aren't qualified to do, but again, what is for you is for you. And I think that if you really want to do something, don't let uh, anyone deter you from doing that thing. I wouldn't let the opinions of others deter you. You can't let that stop you. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join The Vision. Have you purchased Michael Nimmons' new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. 
just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. And you're locked into the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Don't go anywhere. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Well, we are back on another VIP edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we have a very inspirational person indeed on the line with us on tonight. Very happy to have this gentleman on the call with us, and uh, want to tell you a little bit about him before we um, bring him on. He is a native Detroiter and has lived in the Warrendale community for over a decade. He currently works at Dearborn High School as a special education paraprofessional working directly with students with autism. Uh, He currently serves as a board member for Transportation Riders United, an organization that advocates for better public transportation in Southeast Michigan. And he also is a volunteer mediator at the Wayne Dispute Resolution Center. Uh, He's currently running for uh, the 9th House District, which covers uh, the western uh, portion of Detroit and Dearborn um, and he's an advocate for education uh, mediation and uh, he is definitely uh, he wanted me to mention that he is a millennial uh, a part of the millennial generation so I am very happy to have on the show tonight I want to give I want all of our thinking out loud radio show listeners to give a warm welcome to uh, candidate for the the ninth district for the state of Michigan, Mr. Dono Stuckey. Let's welcome him to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Welcome, Dono. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. We're very happy to have you on the show with us. And we truly appreciate you spending some time with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Um, we always um, are interested in hearing from uh, those that are in political office and those that are running for political office. We've have we've had several uh, politicians on our show uh, within the city of Detroit and surrounding areas, and we're certainly happy to have uh, you on the show with us on tonight. Thank you very much. So, uh, so Donald, we want to hear. Um, a little bit more about you. Uh, tell us your story. You know, um, tell us about yourself and why are you running for uh, candidacy for the ninth district of the state of Michigan? Okay, so uh, just to uh, clarify, it's the ninth state house district. Um, so it's not 
Congress is the Michigan House of Representatives that are running for. Ninth House District, okay. Ninth uh, House District, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, I was, I was, uh, I'm thirty. I'll be, well, I'm thirty-three years old, and uh, I was born here in the uh, city of Detroit. Um, I was born in uh, 1985 to Sonia and Donald Stuckey. Um, when I was born, I was born with a learning disability. I was a special needs student. And uh, my mom, she noticed uh, when I was very young that um, I couldn't walk as I could. I didn't know how to walk as fast as my brothers and my sisters did. And so she knew that there was an issue. So she went and she had to fight with Detroit Public Schools to get me testing and all the, the kind of things that, you know, you need to figure out what's going on. She knew that there was an issue, and so she, you know, she had to go through a lot of hoops to figure out what was going on. So it came to a point where my mom took money out of her own pocket and uh, was able to talk to someone at her job to get me the testing. And so when she found out what it was, she had to go through more hoops to convince uh, Detroit Public Schools to get me the kind of services that I needed so I could get the specialized attention that would allow me to be able to uh, do better in school. So because of all those efforts and because of my mother standing in the gap for me, I was able to successfully complete high school, and then I went on to complete college and to earn a master's degree. And all of those things were possible because um, my mom, she, you know, she had to get on her face. She had to pray. She had to do everything that she needed to do, plus some, to get me to that point where I could, where I could walk across that stage and earn uh, not only just a bachelor's degree but a master's degree as well. And um, so that that's that's where my that's that's really why I'm running because um we we don't have I don't really see a lot of our elected leaders standing in the gap for our for the residents here in the city of Detroit and throughout our state and we I believe that we need a new generation of leadership that is really going to go up to Lansing go to these different political bodies and are going to make the kind of real change that is needed in order to improve our communities. And that's why I feel very passionately about this. And that's why I'm running for, for state representative. Well, you're, you have truly a remarkable story and um, definitely an inspirational one. Uh, indeed, I'm sure all of our listeners are uh, inspired by um, your background and upbringing and, uh, you being um, someone uh, uh, that uh, you know was born with uh, special needs and um, was able to uh, overcome all of those those odds that may have been stacked against you and not just achieve a bachelor's degree, go to college rather and get a bachelor's degree, but also a master's degree on top of that. That is truly inspirational and remarkable it it it, it took um and it's not something that i take credit for and it's not even something that my mom take credit for um it's all god and you know that's that's the that, that's the important thing is that 
we're, my my family, we are a family of faith. We we get on our faith every day and we pray. Um, and the only way that we've made it through all of these years is through um, listening to the voice of God and having the kind of faith that's needed to walk uh, walk a very tough path. And that is also uh, remarkable as well because we know that without him, we are nothing. Without him, we would fail. Without him, we would be like a ship without a sail. And we definitely need more uh, politicians in Lansing and in Washington that have that kind of mindset, that have the mindset of uh, uh, looking to, uh, to to Christ for uh, direction and, and looking to him uh, for wisdom. And I think if we have more individuals like that, our country and our nation would be better off. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to also uh, piggyback on something you said. You know, when we were talk, when you were talking about what inspired you to run, and how you said you really don't think the politicians that are in Lansing, um, particularly those that are representing the city of Detroit, are are representing the city well, and um, instead of petitioning uh, those politicians for um, uh, to do a better job or uh, petitioning them to, um, uh, to, 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 you know, uh, to, to do more, um, you decided to run uh, for uh, the state representative or to state le- the state legislature. And I think that is another uh, remarkable piece because Gandhi said that uh, we have to become the change that we want to see. And um, many times we find people that just want to complain and criticize and and talk about the problem. But we don't have a lot of people that want to actually become a part of the solution. And um, it sounds to me like you want to become a part of the solution. And, and, you know, you you, you hit the nail right on the head. I I think that we have spent uh, decades talking about the problem, decades complaining about it. And... um, uh, the the residents of the city of Detroit and particularly the ninth district have spent decades um, hearing politician after politician pay lip service to the concerns that are that are that they bring to them every single day, and um, and and what it's time for is time for uh, a new generation of leaders that are going to go go to that are that are going to go to Lansing and that are going to work tirelessly to to um address these issue in a meaningful way and you know to get rid of the politics to get rid of the the to get rid of the 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 you know the tribalism and all this other stuff and to really sit down and figure out how we can address these issues in a meaningful way so that the lives of all people um whether they're, whether they're in Detroit whether they're in Dearborn whether they're throughout the state can be addressed and people can have a better quality of life and that's what my concern is i know you are enjoying our interview with candidate for the ninth house district donald stuckey uh with us on tonight on the thinking out loud radio show i certainly am he is definitely a uh inspiration to us all um i want you to tell us um, what do you since we're talking about the state legislature in Lansing, what are some of the problems that 
uh, that you see um, that you feel need to be addressed, uh, uh, particularly in the state legislature and state government? Well, there's, um, you know, if I, uh, if you go to my website, votespecky.com, I uh, list out a number of my priorities, and these are all based on conversations that I've had with voters um, to the uh, many community meetings that I've uh, gone to, both in Detroit and in Dearborn. And um, there are a, a number of issues that continue to come up. Public schools, our roads, and insurance rates, and and water, and uh, um, uh, the, the pe- people's water bills. And um, um, I, I want to start with this issue of uh, insurance, if uh, um, if that's not a problem. Go right ahead. I'm telling you, we all have a problem with the uh, insurance in the state of Michigan. Right. And so what a lot of people, in the ninth District, which covers Detroit and uh, which covers parts of Detroit and parts of Dearborn, um, is, is interesting because Detroit has the, the top insurance rate, has the most expensive insurance rate in the state. The city of Dearborn has the second highest. So, and so when 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 we have people that only say, well, this is only a Detroit issue. Well, it's a Detroit and a Dearborn issue. Uh, people people in Dearborn talk to me all the time about how high, how ridiculously high their insurance rates are. And you know, the the question is is what are we going to do to try and address the issue? Now, uh, last year. Um, there was a bill in the legislature where uh, the mayor um, wanted to put in place this um, um, this this uh, insurance program where people would be able to select a level of coverage. And the problem is that it didn't address the main areas where the insurance rates are, are high. And two of those things are insurance redlining, and using your credit score to determine your uh, insurance rate. Um, and those those are two of the areas that are really driving uh, the cost of insurance, uh, the, the way that it's going up. And, and so, you know, that, that's the kind of uh, issue that, that that legislation looked over. And those are two of the areas that I want to address. And I believe that it can be addressed because, Last year, um, one of the things that the mayor was able to do with that debate was that he made the insurance issue not just a Detroit issue, but he made it a statewide issue. Because people, um, if you go up to uh, counties that border other states like Wisconsin and Ohio, people are actually uh, getting their cars registered in other states and then driving them through Michigan. When that's happening, throughout the state, that means that there's a big problem with insurance. And so it's not just a, a, a Detroit issue. And so what that means, and, and uh, uh, being a mediator, that's something that we can work with. Because now, now that there's realization that this is an issue, not just in Detroit, but in Escanaba and in Kalamazoo and in Bay City, now we can come together and say, you know what, we got an issue here. What can we agree on that is going to have the biggest impact at bringing rates down? 
and making and making sure that they stay down over time without sacrificing uh, uh, coverage levels. And so the, that's the kind of conversation that I believe that I can have. And um, being the mediator, I have negotiated with uh, people who just don't like each other. That same kind of leadership that I believe that's needed in Lansing because the unfortunate part right now is that it's it's either your it's either you support my idea, it's either you're against it's either you're with me or you're against me. And that's not the kind of, of leadership that we need. That that is a failed model of leadership. And so we need people that are gonna really be serious about taking care of these issues. Um and that's and that's one and that's you know that that's why I feel like I'm the the guy to get the job to try and get that job. You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join The Vision. It's their birthday and need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. The munchies call Bunchies. If you worked all day, need a break, call Bunchies. Having a party for the big game, call Bunchies. If you want some off-water pizza and wings, call Bunchies. Call 248-476-7272. Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington. Where you have the munchies call Bunchies. Miss the show featuring candidate for 36th District Court Judge Dwayne Johnson. You know, what advice would you give our young black men and boys when they encounter the police? Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. You have to take a humble approach 
and a respectful approach to the police officers. And as I said, anything that he says or does wrong, uh, as long as you're alive, you can deal. That can be dealt with at another day, because sometimes uh, individuals don't uh, survive the, uh, the the matter. So you you don't want to. You can't deal with it. If, if you did, then your family has to deal with. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. Endorsed by presiding bishops, pastors, ministers, best-selling authors, and more. Listen to what Dr. Eddie Connor had to say. Vision is a riveting book filled with spiritual keys and pragmatic principles. The insights shared by Michael Nimitz will inspire you to manifest your vision to receive provision. As you read, you will be encouraged to embark on your own vision from within. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to I know you are enjoying our interview with candidate for state representative Donald Stuckey. Let's get back into this interview with this bright and intelligent young man. Our interview with uh, Donald Stuckey, candidate for the 9th House District in Lansing, Michigan. I truly am. And uh, Donald, you were talking um, uh, talking about a couple of other things that really uh, stood out to me that are reasons why uh, you decided to run and um, or actually the problems that you see uh, in the state legislature or issues rather that need to be addressed. And uh, two of them I want you to, to, to talk a little bit about. Um, one was um, on your website you talked about free college tuition. And uh, the second one was uh, the water. Um, and I'm, I know you're probably referring to the Flint water crisis. So uh, if you could, you know, elaborate on uh, the free college tuition, because I think it's a great idea. But there's always been a debate about how uh, we can get that kind of program off the ground. Where's the money going to come from? How are we going to make that happen? And of course, we want to know uh, what should have been done uh, regarding the Flint water crisis. Um, it seems like uh, this, uh, the, the individuals, the people in Flint are still without clean water. Um, something has to, something should have been done by now. Um, and this problem has gone on far too long. And, uh, and my biggest problem is that the people responsible have not really been held accountable for that. Exactly. That is, that is, that, that is the truth. Let me, um, let me start with the Flint water crisis and, and the water debate overall. Water is a human right, and that's the first value that we have to recognize. Water is a human right. You don't get to decide whether you're going to drink a cup of water today or tomorrow. You have to, you have, to have water every day. 
I mean, it, that's that's the that, that's the point. There's not it's it's a non-negotiable thing. There's a few things that you need that are that are basic to human life. One of them is sleep. The other is clean water. And the people in Flint have been suffering for uh, for years now without clean water, and they were lied to by the governor and by bureaucrats about the water was clean and it was okay to drink and all those kind of things. So the so what needs to happen in Flint is that first of all we need to make sure that uh, all of those individuals who are responsible are held accountable. And, and so the first thing we need to do is we need to get the politicians out of it. That means that uh, Bill Schuette should not be taking up the prosecution. That's, that, that's one thing, because he's picking and selecting. And, and the only reason that he started prosecuting folks, because he was going to be running for government. That, that, that's the only reason. And people have, to, people have to recognize that it was about politics. And, this, this, and, and, for, and for Bill Schuette, I understand why he did it. It's good optics for him. It's very good optics for him because now when he runs, you can say, hey, I prosecuted these guys who poisoned folks in Flint. People, the people of Flint should not be continuously used as political pawns for, uh, for the political ambitions of politicians. And, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's disgraceful, and, it's, and it should make your stomach turn when politicians um, – try to do those things. So what, what should have been done is that a special prosecutor should have been appointed. Someone who has no attachments to the governor, to either party, but just a independent prosecutor that has all of the legal tools that they need to go in and investigate and to prosecute the, uh, the wrongdoers. And that may include the governor. Governor bears the governor bears responsibility in this too, even though the governor tries to, you know, uh, tries to shift, uh, tries to shift blame to the city of the the city of Flint. And the fact is that if you remember, the city of Flint was taken over by the governor. So, you know, um, so the, the governor should be held held responsible. Uh, for his role in this uh, uh, in this uh, um, Flint water crisis, uh, he, should, he needs to be held accountable. But going forward, what we need to do is that every single lead service line uh, in the city of Flint needs to be replaced, and we need to make sure that that's done in a uh, very quick process. Um, and the city of Flint needs to make sure that the people there are make, make sure that they're provided with clean water. Uh, the governor recently uh, ended the bottled water program there. So now um, the Flint don't even have access to bottled water because the state is no longer providing that bottled water. And so, you know, he just keeps hitting them over and over again. And so, um, you know, somebody also has to, think about the long-term effects that lead and legionnaire disease do, uh, does to our children. And so those children should also be provided with the kind of services and, and support services that they need for the long term, not just for two years or five years or ten years, but for the next 20 or 25 years. Those children should be guaranteed that they will uh, be able to have the kind of services that they need 
because uh, one thing about lead, lead gets to do your DNA, and then it can affect the next generation. That's you know that that's um, that's something that needs to be needs to be addressed. And so, um, you know, we also need to have a conversation about water throughout the state because um, what people don't know is that there are over four hundred thousand lead service lines that serve almost every community throughout the state. And the fact is, is that those lead service lines could that there could be something else that causes the um, those service lines to start allowing lead to come into those uh, uh, into that water. And so, um, you know, we need to have a massive investment program into our water infrastructure in Michigan. And that's not a conversation that we've had. That you know, our our here in the city of Detroit, our water infrastructure is well over eighty years old, and um, um, I I believe that it is just about the same throughout the entire state, and so um, you know these pipes are just simply not safe for us to use for the long term, and so we need to start to have a conversation about how we can fund replacing all of the, 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 the different lead surface lines throughout the state um, um, so that flints don't happen again. And and so that that's uh that's really important. And it's it's funny because what do we call Michigan? The Great Lakes State. And we have a population of over a hundred thousand people and thousands of children that were poisoned with the water from the Great Lakes State. We're supposed to have the best water in the country. 20% of the Earth's fresh water supply runs through our Great Lakes. And so, you know, when you have things like Flint happening, that's really not a, that that's really a black eye on, on, on Michigan. So, you know, I think that's uh, really important. Um, I, I want to turn to something that's very close to my heart, and that is, um, um, making college education affordable. Um, um, I can tell you from personal experience that um, I have loans, uh, so does my sister, so does my mother, so does uh, many of my other friends. We have thousands of dollars in uh, college loans that we have to pay back. It's a, it's a, we, ha- we are in the midst of a college loan crisis. There are billions of dollars that students all over the country owe in terms of college, uh, you know, you know those two degrees that my mother helped me get, they were very expensive. <laughs> and 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 you know the fact is that our children are being uh, our children are being um, told that they need to go because you know you need a college degree, you need some sort of post high school training in order to find mm-hmm. a decent job. And and so when we have to start to have a conversation about how we can make sure that our students are are going to be able to go to college. And so I think that there's a, a very simple thing that we can do. Um, in 2016, Bernie Sanders talked about um, talked about uh, having a program where we could pay for four years of college tuition. Uh, Debt free. Now, I think that that's something that can be done at the federal level, 
at the state level, I think that we can make college, uh, community college, debt-free, tuition-free for every single student. I don't think I, I don't think that it will cost too much to do. Now we have certain cities uh, like Detroit, like Flint, like Kalamazoo, where you where you have access to uh, to college uh, tuition-free. And we need to make sure we need to uh, expand that to be statewide, because uh, a high school diploma is just no longer sufficient. We need uh, you need at least two years of college, and that having that first two years of college paid for will actually cut the cost of college in half. Because then, if you choose to go on to a four-year uh, university. Um, a lot of those different classes and things like that will already be out of the way, and the uh, the what you would owe would be um, what you would owe would be cut uh, cut by more than half, uh, and so that that would that would help to uh, alleviate a lot in the student debt crisis that I've been uh, talking about. Now the the question becomes, well, okay, Donald, well how how we're going to pay for it, and that's a good question. It's about priorities. Um, and so, um, what what, uh, what your viewers, uh, what I would like for your listeners to understand is that when you pay, when you when you when you go to work, and at the end of uh, uh, two weeks or at the end of the month, you look at your uh, you look at your um, your pay stub, you find that you've had certain taxes that were taken out. And that's your Social Security tax, that's your federal Medicare tax, federal taxes, there's uh, state taxes, all of those kind of things are taken out. And those taxes um, help to fund the different operations of our gov- of our state government, whether it's the roads, whether it's our cities, whether it's um, the, the, the legislature, all of those kind of things. And most people in this state uh, pay their taxes. The problem is is that we have uh, big businesses, uh, big corporations, and uh, rich individuals in, in Michigan who are very good at avoiding their taxes. Um, and the legislature has helped them. Um, when Governor Snyder walked into office, he repealed, we had, uh, we had something called the Michigan Business Tax. The Michigan Business Tax was a tax on uh, Michigan business. And so the, the, the different business groups came together and they said, well, the business tax is unfair. It's not making Michigan competitive and all of those kind of things. And so the legislature, when Governor Snyder walked in office, they eliminated the Michigan business tax. The problem is is that the Michigan business tax uh, provided $2 billion um, in fund, uh, gay, uh, put uh, $2 billion into the state budget. And so when you eliminated that, that tax, you you effectively eliminate eliminated two billion dollars from the state budget. Now, um, I don't know I don't know about you, but I think we can do a lot of stuff with two billion dollars. Absolutely. That that's that's one thing. The other issue is is along the same lines. Over uh, since the governor has since Governor Snyder has been in office, we have passed many tax cuts and uh, tax incentives for big for uh, for for the rich and for uh, um, for large corporations, and this came with the promise that they would create jobs. And the problem is is that they haven't they've they've created they haven't created the kind of jobs that would allow a person 
to live off of and take care of their family and to be able to save for retirement. These are actually very low-wage jobs, and they haven't um, – and, and so while there has been job growth, they have, it hasn't been the kind of jobs that allow for a person to uh, live off of and to retire, take care of themselves and their family. And so what I'm saying is that we need to start to roll back some of these tax incentives and tax cuts and, and, and tax credits for these big businesses and we need to take them, take that, take those dollars and invest it back into our young people, invest it into our youth in the form of, in the form of uh, job programs, in the form of uh, making uh, the first two years of college um, tuition free. And so, and, and, I, and I believe that the return on investment will be much bigger than offering uh, Amazon or, or these other big corporations, I think that you would see a much bigger return on investment. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Miss the pre-Mother's Day show where we were live and host Michael Nemes talked about his new book, Vision, and gave away a Mother's Day basket. I'm glad that you've tuned in to another edition, this special Mother's Day edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, we are live. That's right. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. This is a special show, not just for Mother's Day. It is a special show for us uh, because our new book vision is available there's a war that's going on within our members that keeps us sometimes from realizing our goals and realizing our visions because we are seeing things with the wrong set of eyes Woo! i just said something there Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. Meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? 
It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. What's up fam, it's Pastor Mike Nimmons of the Thinking Out Loud radio show And if you want to be empowered, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted Then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show We have great interviews, great guests, great discussion And you empowered and inspired all in the same show That's why you need to tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinkingoutloudradio. Or check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. It's the best alternative to whatever you're listening to. Guaranteed. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. I hope you enjoy our interview with candidate for state representative District 9 Donald Stuckey. Let's hear the conclusion of this amazing interview. Yeah, it's it's a matter of priority. And so um you know while other while other individuals who might be running for offices here may want money from may want to vote for more tax cuts, I, I'm actually opposed to giving more tax breaks to, to those who already have so much. And and I believe that we need to take the, that our government should be investing dollars into the average everyday individual. And I believe that we'll see a much bigger return on investment that way than offering um, offering a big company more more uh, more tax or more money. Absolutely, absolutely. That you every time, and 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 this is something I think is really important for for your listeners to understand, is that every time you give a tax break or a tax cut to um, to someone that's rich, that means that that's money that cannot be invested. The government has to have the ability to invest in his people, to invest in our community. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of times people like to use the words, um, well, that's just wasteful government spending. But when you drive down the roads and it looks like a tank has taken a couple of shots at the uh, at pavement, <laughs> or, or when you walk into a school building and you're trying to figure out why it looks like, um, and you're trying to figure out, why the books are uh, made from the are, are from the textbooks from the nineties, or why the uh, or why there's um, um, 
all sorts of things going on in the school while there's bugs and 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 and, and uh, rodents running around and all these kind of things that are going on and why our teachers are underpaid and all these kind of things. It's because the government does not have the ability to pay for and invest in our communities and our schools and our public schools and uh, invest in these things, and that's because we've given, um, we've had to pay for the tax cuts. So you can't you can't cut taxes for the rich and not pay for them. Every time that you cut taxes, you have to pay for that tax cut some way. And the only other way to pay for it when the revenue is trying to come again is by cutting. So when someone else, when, when you hear someone saying, I'm going to vote for a tax break, then you have to ask, well, what's going to get cut? More cuts to our schools, more cuts to our roads? Is it going to be more cuts, uh, more cuts in revenue sharing to our cities so now our cities don't have the dollars that they need to operate basic services? You know, those are the kind of, those are the kind of conversations that have to be, that has to be uh, uh, asked. And it because it, it affects us on a personal level. That that's one of the reasons why you know I'm I'm very much opposed to to giving out these these uh, these tax breaks. And then I, I think another issue that's very important that comes along with that is uh, we have to understand who who is influencing our elected officials. And so you know that's one of the reasons why I made a decision that I would not take any money. From corporate uh, corporate CEOs or corporate lobbyists or corporate uh, political action committees, uh, mm. because um, these individuals are they're the ones that are convincing our politicians to uh, convincing our elected officials to uh, vote for these tax breaks. And what they do is they fund their campaigns um, through giving them three, five, seven, ten thousand dollars. To their, uh, to their, to their, uh, to their campaigns to, you know, run for re-election, and so, you know, that's why we have to ask, you know, our elected officials, who are you taking money from? Because, um, you want to know who's influencing your elected official. Are they, are they, are they standing in the gap for you, or are they standing in the gap for for the corporations? And I think that's, I think that's a very fair question to ask our elected officials. Well, there you have it, guys. Um... We are we we have had the the uh, candidate for the ninth house district on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. Uh, I think again he's a bright, intelligent young man, uh, and he is looking for uh, your vote. He has a lot of great ideas uh, on how to do things differently uh, and uh, and more effectively in the state of Michigan and in the state legislature. Uh, Donald, uh, if anyone is interested in volunteering with your campaign, connecting with you in any way, how can they go about doing that as we wrap this interview with you on the Thinking Out Loud radio show? There's two ways that you can do it. One, you can go to votestucky.com. That's votestucky.com. The other way is that you can simply, uh, on Facebook, you can search for Vote Stucky. That's vote s t u c k t y um, on Facebook, and it will take you to my Facebook page. Um, on my website, there is a volunteer. Uh, there's a volunteer form. Uh, all I have to do is click on that volunteer button, fill that form out, and I'll get an email letting me know that you want to volunteer. And we'll call you, 
and we'll have you come in and, 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 and we'll get you working. Well, there you have it, guys. Again, we've had candidate for the ninth district, ninth house district, uh, uh, Mr. Donald Stuckey on the phone with us, on the line with us. Uh, and we truly appreciate him sp- spending time with us on tonight on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We wish you nothing but success uh, as you prepare for uh, the election coming up in August. Um, I know that God is certainly with you and we pray God's blessings upon you and we believe the best is yet to come. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Miss the show featuring best-selling author, international speaker, professor, and TV host, Dr. Eddie Connor. You know, Dr. Connor, you have uh, written eight books. And um, more recently, you've just released uh, a new book entitled Woman. I want you to tell our listeners about this new book and uh, what inspired you to write it. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. And I know for those who are listening, say, well, what does a man have to do with writing a book about women? But, you know, really, you can't spell the word woman without man anyway. So I define woman. My acronym is Wonderfully Orchestrating magnanimous achievement naturally. You send it to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Got the munchies? Call Munchies! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchies! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchies! If you want some off-water pizza and wings? Call Munchies! Call 248-476-7272. Located at 345278. Facebook about it, tweet about it, Instagram about it. Make the show a part of your weekly routine. Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.
thought for this week comes from one of my favorite quotes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. about the importance of servanthood and servitude in whatever capacity you've been called to do. He says, if you've been called to be a street sweeper, sweep streets so well that no one could do it any better. Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted canvases. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven will have to pause and say, Here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. These words ring true for so many different reasons. One being that Dr. King was saying we should strive to be the best at whatever we've been called to be. Whatever position we've been called to feel, it deserves our best efforts. Some tend to think that if the lights and cameras are not on, if the spotlight is not on me as I occupy my calling, that there must not be much value in what I'm doing. Not so. Everything that we do in life deserves our best. Everything that we do for God certainly deserves our very best. And our gratitude and appreciation for the life our Father gave us is demonstrated and reflected in our capacity to fulfill the calling He has placed on our lives. Each and every one of us was created on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. And our life's pursuit should be about finding out what that purpose is. And once we find out what it is, doing our very best to be the best at whatever God has called us to be. Not for the sake of fame or notoriety, not for the sake of wealth and riches, not for the recognition or for other superficial gestures, but do it because God deserves our best. He deserves our best because he gave us his best in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. So let today be the day where you commit yourself to being the best person God made me to be, doing what he called me to do. I guarantee that life will be much better. Life will be much sweeter when you're living it for the Lord. You know, someone once said, the two most important dates in a person's life is the day they were born and the day they find out why. You were born for greatness. Live in it. Walk in it. And most importantly, serve in it. I want to give special thanks to Mr. Donald Stuckey, candidate for state representative for the 9th District, a bright and intelligent young man who has a bright future ahead of him. Remember, if you want to get more information about his campaign or how to volunteer, just go to www.votestuckey.com. That's V-O-T-E-S-T-U-C-K-E-Y.com. VoteStucky.com
Next week, we have another great show for you. Uh, we show 46 to be exact. We are four shows away from our 50th show, and the, and the countdown continues. Next week, we're going to be sharing with you an interview we had with Dr. Victoria Dooley, MD, medical doctor, and media personality. And next week, we're talking healthy living and more. So stay tuned for that. And thank you again for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly, truly appreciate all of your support. And so until next week, next time, when we're talking with Dr. Victoria Dooley, MD, always remember, if you think it, then you can believe it. If you believe it, then you'll see it. If you can see it, then you will be it. If you can be it, then you will achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or TuneIn. Want to book Michael Nimmons for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimmons.org. Be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, on Instagram at The TOL Radio Show, and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. Are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner. Send an email to Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.